Welcome to Beautiful Imperfection. We are so happy you're here. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week our identity in Christ. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. Let's get started. So we're talking about suffering um, to be transformed more like Jesus and that we can't imagine Jesus saying, I've had enough and this suffering is too much and too hard and I will not endure the cross for it. And that's what we sometimes do when we quit on him in hard times. We say, hey, this is enough, not doing it anymore. And we lose our perspective in life. Yeah. And I I think about all the characters in the Bible. And I say all, because I feel like each of those stories, um, they've all suffered in some way, shape or format. Mm -hmm. And again, we've talked about how suffering is, comes in different um, phases in our life. They look different for different people. Um, They could be small or they could be very large and tragic in some instances. Um, But um, I would agree that we're all going through painful situations and Um, It's just a testament of our, of God's faithfulness and his promises that he gave to us that we need to believe. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, I I love what you said, Pam, it's all about perspective. So our perspective changes everything. Our story is part of a larger story that um, God has in store for us. And we need to not think about just um, our daily struggles. And there's just a quick little example that um, there's a book that I've um, read a couple of years back and it's really good. Um, it's, uh, called suffer strong and mm-hmm. it's by Catherine and Jay Wolf. And if you have not, um, heard, um, a podcast about her or, um, she just speaks truth into life, uh, mm-hmm. people's lives. She had a tragic accident in her twenties. Um, she was a model, I think, um, as from her story, but she was left paralyzed on one side of her body. She's not to walk again. And she writes in this book, how she's changed her whole entire perspective that mm-hmm. she's in a wheelchair, but she's free. She's a great speaker. If you ever get a chance to, to hear her too, mm-hmm. just putting a plug out there. That's right. <laughs> and she talks about this. She says, life defines us, but suffering redefines us and ultimately hope refines us, transforming us from within in ways we can never have imagined. And we often um, overlook the fact that God himself, he's the one that had his son, Jesus, come down to this earth. He chose to constrain his godness to a very limited human being for us. And Jesus was willing to take on all of our mess to choose to die for us. It's just amazing. It is amazing. And uh, when we lose sight of that, we just, it's not, I mean, these things like for, for Catherine, it it was a defining moment in her life and it redefined, Mm -hmm. she said, but we have those and sometimes we miss them mm-hmm. because we don't want to look at it that way. So this is something that can change me one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I can either follow God more or turn my back on him and follow less because look what happened to me. Yep. And so that is something that um, would would lead me to another reason that we go through pain and suffering. And I may have mentioned this just a little bit, but harder things prepare us for things to come. Mm-hmm. So if we are, 
prepared for it. It's like, I mean, cooking a meal. <laughs> I'm yep. not really a great cook. I like to take the easy route out <laughs> whenever I can. All I know how to do is follow directions. But I, I can't do the pinch yeah. of this and a small of this and, oh, just use your judgment. Mm, no, I if I use my judgment. It <laughs> I just I used to watch my grandmother just throw the stuff in a pot and it was awesome. Except for one time, I will give you an example. It was really bad. <laughs> she, she was making banana pudding and mm-hmm. we laugh about this to this day. She was making banana pudding, and you know how you put vanilla wafers in there, and it's just yes. so good. Mm-hmm. Well, she was out of vanilla wafers, and you in that day, you didn't just run to the store to grab something. You just used what she had, and she put Ritz crackers <laughs> <laughs> in the banana pudding, and it was not quite the same. So sometimes we have to follow the recipe to make things really good, and I think we have to follow God's recipe for our life by looking into his word. Yeah. They often say to, I, you know, there's a saying that says, God won't give you something you can't handle. And honestly, um, we need to turn that on its head. So God does give us more than what we can handle, um, sometimes much more. And yet he does this so he, he can handle it for us. Um, and so we can handle it together. And it just builds our faith in him, um, helps us to see his promises, grow a deeper relationship with him. And it's something that changes us, redefines us, like we said before, um, and leaves us um, a story of encouragement and salvation for someone else. And that's what it's all about, Pam, is, you know, when we talk about suffering, I think everybody thinks again, poor, poor, pitiful me, and I'm isolated in this own little, um, period of time. And this is not going to do me any good Mm -hmm. when, when actually someone is about to probably go through it as you're coming out of it. And you'll Mm -hmm. be that encouragement for them. them. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of times we look at what's happening on the outside instead of what's going on on the inside. Mm -hmm. And it's a there it's again, it's about uh, what we're focusing on in our perspective. But I've heard it said that ships don't sink because of the water around them. They sink because of the water in them. So what is around us can't when we look at that in the faithfulness of God can't distract us from what we have within us because um, that's what allowing the world into our ship mm-hmm. is what makes us sink. But when we allow God to captain that and to work in our life, then what w- is within us overcomes the storm. Just like Peter walking on the water. Jesus yeah. said, come to me. He went until he started looking at the choppy seas and all the problems that were around mm-hmm. him. And then what happened? Yeah, He sank. And I think that is what happens so often in our lives because we're focusing on the things around us and not really even what's happening within us because we won't allow that because we want to complain about the circumstance, want to complain about what's happening in the world or how could that happen to me or why would that happen to me and why would that not happen to us but happen to someone else? I mean, there's just so many ways that people look at it and, um, if we're not careful, even when we are trying to follow in God's footsteps, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, we will do that ourselves. So it has to become a decision, a choice that we make every day that we're going to look at what he is working in us and not what's going on around us. Yeah, I agree. Now we can have a pity party or we can live um, a joyous and peaceful life. And that's what he promises um, even through the suffering. So um, I think it's, um, it's worth it and Mm -hmm. he is worthy of it. Right. 
And it's a mindset. And I think we can't say that enough. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's a change of heart, but it's a mindset and yeah. the choices that we make. Yeah. So um, our identity and purpose is found in Christ alone. And sometimes we suffer to transform us and mold us to be more like Jesus. He often uses every area of our life. He uses our relationships. Yeah. I mean, think about even, you know, if you're not married, a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship, it's still, you know, some things you have to change to make things right. Or a husband and a wife or a child and a parent or mm-hmm. friends or on your job, as you mentioned, or in finances, whatever it is, addictions, those are things that in Christ alone we can overcome. And so allowing him to do those things on our behalf um, and to show the world that that is who is accomplishing these things is not us, but Christ in us. Yeah. And he uses those sufferings in our dearest places um, of what maybe we have in our worldly idols to help transform our hearts and take those idols away. So you just gave some really good examples of, of things that we put on our pedestal and, um, you know, jobs can become our idols. Finances can become our idols. Our kids can become our idols. Um, and anything that's an idol is really anything that steers you away from God. Mm -hmm. God should be the one that you love and adore first. Um, and if, if you love and adore someone else first, that is becoming an idol. If you're focusing Mm -hmm. on something first before him, sadly, and truthfully, that's an idol. Mm -hmm. So it's just bearing that, um, understanding and saying, okay, Lord, I, I give that up and I look at you first. Right. So it comes down to a value system, sort of, doesn't it? It sure does. Um, it's what do we value the most? Right. And I think that our most valuable, no question, asset is Jesus. Yeah. But we don't place the right value on God in our lives. And we act as if he's a part of it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he's not. And you can't just opt in and out of a relationship. Um, you either have one or you don't, and you have to do the hard things to keep a relationship. Right. Right. And, and so, especially with our relationship to Christ, um, it, it should propel us to want to learn more and not to pull away and to trust more, um, love more and to allow him to do his work in our lives. And so I think it comes down to what do you value? What does your heart really value? Yeah. We say as, um, as Christians too, it's, you know, as soon as we're saved, it's like, okay, we're going to heaven. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, that's true, but it's also one thing to do that, but as well as make sure that you change too. It's, mm-hmm. it's really a, an, a day by day change and continuing to move in the right direction, um, towards him and, and be more like him. You know, I've heard this question a lot. Um, why would a good person send people why would a good God mm-hmm. send people to hell? Yeah, that is one of those that um, I get asked a lot too. And I know yeah. um, a lot of people have heard that. Um, and my answer to that is pretty simple. He wouldn't. But let me see if I can back that up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we were all headed to hell and destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the sin that entered into the world. But he created a way for us to avoid it and a way for us to have a relationship for with 
with him and heaven uh, and to live a full and meaningful life on earth. So he is a loving God who gives us a choice and a way to freedom um, and freedom to live for him and freedom from the things that entangle us, that take us away from him. So God doesn't send us to hell. He we were all headed there. Yeah. And he made a way so that we did it. I know that, um, you know, Dwayne's used the example, my husband, and I've heard this example a lot about if you were in a room with no doors, you were in a circle with no way out. Someone had to make a door to leave. We were all those people. We were those people in the room with no door. Mm. So God didn't keep us there. He didn't. He's not sending us to hell. He's giving us an opportunity to avoid it. Yeah. By receiving Jesus. Yeah, that's good. You know, and we talked about this in previous podcasts about Job um, and Job never, no, never losing his confidence in God. Um, and he lost pretty much everything else. The question then should be, will we be committed enough to a good God to follow him no matter what? Mm. You know, and Jesus was born for that very mission to go to the cross and nothing stopped him. He loves us so much. And one of the things that we do not get as human beings is how could a loving heavenly father love us so much that we were created to fellowship with him and to bring others to him and to disciple them. And when we're living in our purpose and identity in him, he is our sustainer and our protector. So no matter what we're going through, he sees the other end of that. It's kind of like we, you know, we have safe um, seat belts in your lives that are to keep you safe. Right. But only if you put them on. Mm -hmm. So if you have a seat belt, but you don't put the seat belt on, the seat belt's not doing what it was created to do. So when we are not dependent upon God and upon our relationship with Jesus, if we're not dependent upon him to um, use us in the purposes that we were created for, then we're not applying the seatbelt to our life. So we're not promised the protection and the comfort and, the, and those things. And, and even though I'm, when I say comfort, I mean in him, not comfort in our physical being necessarily, but in our hearts and in our minds. Yeah, that's right. And if, if we truly believe, if we truly halfway understand what Jesus did for us, for us that don't even deserve it, but he did it anyways, he saved us to be in eternity with him. And we would be changing our lives to try to better mirror his mm, really. That's right. And that's exactly what we should be an image bearer to him. Mm -hmm. What is an image bearer? Someone who looks just like that person. So when we see Christ, we should, people should see him in our life. We should be able to give an answer to the hope that we have within, just like the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and you know, this is the thing too. We think, well, a lot of, I've heard people say this too. Oh, he doesn't care about my things and or my little things or my big things or mm -hmm. any of those, or he can't take, he can't, I've seen him do it and I believe he'll do it for other people, but he won't do it for me. And can I just say that God is not threatened by anything that you're going through? Mm. Um, he's not afraid of it and neither should we be afraid of it. Um, the Bible's full of verses that say, fear not for I'm with thee. I mean, I think there's 365 fear nots in the Bible. That's one for every day. <laughs> Even if we just claimed that one. created devotion for that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, um, you know, neither can he fix 
what we don't acknowledge. So if we say, hey, he can't do that for me because we're not acknowledging our problem. And sometimes that's pride in itself. He cannot comfort you in areas that you do not truly give to him. And so we have areas in our life that we say, oh, we'll give God that, but I'm going to keep this little area. This key's just for me. And um, God cannot, he will, he can, but it's against his character to override you and just say, I'm going to do it anyway, because it wouldn't do it wouldn't fulfill his purpose mm-hmm. for you unless. So um, he's not going to run over you and knock you down for it. If you don't want it, um, you're going to go through things that, you know, we we, we don't understand. Mm-hmm. You're not going to understand it. But God is there for you. And that no matter what we're going through um, and he can comfort us. <clears throat> but this is where unwavering faith comes in. Because mm. we don't see the things happening necessarily. We know that bad things are happening. And a good God is helping us to become the people that we need to be. But we just have to trust it because we don't see it. And that's what faith is about. Yeah. When you talk about unwavering faith, it, all, it makes me think about um, we're about sheep. You know, mm-hmm. we're sheep. Um, and we have he calls us dumb. <laughs> well, <laughs> we kind of do like we have brains of like a small mustard seed. Right. I mean, yes. really, seriously, we often forget what he's done for us, the amount of things he's did for us. And we go back to our selfish pity parties. Um, and oftentimes we feel isolated and defeated. Um, and that's the wavering of faith. Um, yeah. So why does our faith waver? Well, it's a, it's kind of a tricky, tricky question in a way. But um, when I think about Satan doesn't walk into the most obvious places in our life, he's always sneaky. Like he doesn't come in the front door and say, hi, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't usually come in our back door either. That'd be too easy. But he slithers into the cracks of our armor. He slithers into the places that we have not given to God. Just like if we've saved a, a portion of our life and not fully given it over to him. So when we're going through things, that's where he tries to get in there. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's a temptation um, in itself is not the lack of faith, but what we decide to do with it. Mm-hmm. So if Satan has the better of us or the upper hand, um, we have to stay strong in the midst of all of it. And so how do we do that? Um, what, which I know I say this all the time, but it really is the basic mechanics of Christian life. We pray. Our prayer is talking to God. Um, Simple. It's simple as me and you sitting here talking, but the exchange that we are getting from talking to God is whatever's bothering us, our burdens, we can trade for his grace and mercy. And he says that his burdens are light. So if we are trusting in him, then he makes our burdens light as well. Um, and it's also the thing that moves God when we pray, because sometimes we just don't. And maybe he has something for us, but he wants us to ask. Yeah. And so when I think about prayer being something that moves heaven, 
in order for us to receive what it is that God has for us. And, and that really is what it's saying. Um, that that's what prayer does in our Bible reading and the things that are important that, uh, we place great value on. Mm -hmm. So our problems become when we don't place that value on Jesus. Um, so I kind of want to just, I just close with this, um, do our affections demonstrate the value and worth of Jesus? Or are we giving as little as possible to get the most that we can get from him? Mm. Because things aren't working out the way we want them to. Um, he deserves it all. All you have, all of your affections. Does that mean everything will work out for us the way we think that it should? And the answer that's no. But when we value him in the way he should be valued, our desires change. And when our desires line up with his, the Bible says he will give us the desires of our heart. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time. You are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How, does, how can my identity be in Christ? And you've never received Him. I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.